It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. And we are live on this Tuesday night. Welcome to the first hour of Priority Talk Radio. Good news, Christian values. I am your host for tonight, Nate Williams. Greg Davis is out traveling, doing a bunch of stuff, meeting a lot of cool people, uh, doing some good work for the kingdom. So it's going to be me in the studio. I'm with Stuart, our producer. He's the one that makes sure everything sounds good, rolls smoothly. And uh, Stuart, how are you doing tonight? Doing fantastic. Man, that is good to hear. And so, as has been the case, really, for the last few weeks, our weather's been incredible. Spending some time out on the front porch, uh, you know, and I don't want to leave sometimes. Sometimes I got to go places. I got to do things inside of the house. And I get a little mad because it's it's nice outside. It feels great. Um, speaking of that, front porch, back porch, they're interesting, you know, uh, I guess, social commentaries on that you know moving from front porch to back porch and all that with the social implications how it used to be going through a neighborhood everyone was out on the front porch people would be saying hi you'd bump into your neighbors as you were walking people would come on in for some you know some tea some lemonade whatever it might be and you'd hang out in the afternoon and and people really got to know each other that way but uh, I guess recently, in more modern times, we've moved from the front porch to the back, back porch. But when you're hanging out on the back porch, you, you don't see as many people, right? You don't bump into people. And then uh, people don't know their neighbors as well. And that's been unfortunate. So see if you can't spend some time out there, back porch, front porch, enjoying the weather. It's, it's really a good thing to do. So I know a lot of people are driving home after a long day. I know some people, they paid a lot of attention to the news and it gets you down. And so if that's you today, you've had a uh, long day, you need some encouragement. I was reading in my Bible a little bit earlier, I'll share a quick devotional, First Peter chapter 1. I'd encourage you to go home and read it as well. But I'll read you... Uh, <clears throat> Verses, uh, let's see, First uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, um, starting in verse 8, the book of First Peter. Though you have not seen Jesus, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. So I just thought that was awesome that, you know, sometimes life is tough. You know, work doesn't always go as it's supposed to. Sometimes you're tired, but you keep on doing the right thing. You stay strong. You keep on keeping on. 
And uh, we know ultimately that glory is waiting on the other side. God has saved us. It's going to be okay, even if it's tough right now. So you hang in there. And so that's just a quick word of encouragement from 1 Peter chapter 1. And uh, yeah, so uh, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we have a lot of good stuff for you. You know, the rest of the hour, we have some, we're going to talk about some news, some stuff that's uh, out there right now. And then in the second hour, we'll be talking about, you know, how as Christians should we celebrate? How can we enjoy all the things that God has given us? Then also in the second hour from six to seven, uh, we have Greg Davis, a conversation Greg Davis had with uh, Tori Peterson. I believe I have that right. Who won Miss Universe. They talk about um, her book, Foster. It's about adoption and her story. So y'all stay tuned in the first hour and then the second hour and uh, y'all make sure to listen in there. But in terms of the news for today, I'll talk about this. uh, It won't be the longest conversation, but I'll touch on it. In Huntsville, there was a pro-abortion rally. Uh, Let's see. Held in Huntsville, this is reported by 1819 News, a pro-abortion rally held in Huntsville, a city leader touts effort to flout state ban. And so, uh, yeah, there's a rally. It's about 100 people. Huntsville's a big spring park. They were chanting slogans, talking about uh, candidates to vote for in the midterm elections, this, that, and the other. And so I think one thing that's a little bit sad is how uh, the, the, the rhetoric's changed on this. The rhetoric has changed on this topic. It used to be really pro-choice, right? If you were more on the left side of things, you would talk about pro-choice. Yes, a mother could have her child or she could abort, you know, and and the choice is what mattered. But now as the left has gone, gone further and further to the left... It's gone from being pro-choice is what's being championed. Uh, I I put choice in air air quotes. I don't believe it's much of a choice, but it goes from pro-choice to pro-abortion. And it's subtle, but it's important. There's a distinction there. When you're pro-abortion, you're not just saying that, man, sometimes life is tough and children are good things, but maybe not now, not at the moment, this, that, the other. Um, abortion's just one of the options. No, when it's shifting to pro-abortion, it's abortion that's being championed as the good thing, not just the choice. Abortion is the good thing that you should actively have children so that you can abort them. And in some more radical circles, it's like that is like the pinnacle of womanhood to have an abortion in a way, you know, just mocking the design of God to have children and to raise a family and all those good things that as Christians we hold near and dear. And so the rhetoric has changed slightly, you know, shout your abortion. Some people will say, tell all about your abortion stories. And uh, and we need to note that because it's gotten more radical and that uh, radicality has some implications. And we'll talk about that soon when it comes to, uh, let's just say, some a prominent Democrat left the Democratic Party. And we'll, we'll mention that briefly and talk about what that means uh, from a, a Christian standpoint. 
But anyways, yeah, pro-abortion rally held in Huntsville. There's been a major backlash when Roe v. Wade fell all across the country. There was just this massive panic that the media triggered when that happened and all sorts of lies started being spread you know oh man abortion one day then they're going to take away the ability for uh, black people to marry other races or oh man abortion fell they're coming for this person that person whatever it might be uh, let's see what are some other things that were said uh, they're coming for you uh, you know they want to put make black people slaves again or whatever it was and the goal was to spread as much panic on this topic as possible to go get people to vote for certain candidates and so um, there's been just a massive outcry there and so what do we know well we know with Roe v. Wade all it was abortion wasn't banned the decision just went back to the states so now each state could decide on its own where to set the parameters and the boundaries for abortion, if there are any. If you think about California, there's going to be very few. If you think about Alabama, uh, the article says, abortion in Alabama is virtually banned with a few exceptions, with limited exceptions, such as to save the life of the mother. Uh, Let's see. Following the court's ruling, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall said any abortionist or abortion clinic operating in the state of Alabama in violation of Alabama law should immediately cease and desist operations. And so um, I love that. I think it's great. I think that is wonderful, and uh, we should uh, continue with that. But there are some in Alabama that are uh, trying to make Alabama, let's say, more leftward in that direction. And so we need to make sure we are active and involved. We want to love women. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. If they're pregnant, they have resources. It's everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Then also, obviously, we want to protect the unborn as well and make sure that they have a voice because uh, when they're in the womb, they don't. And that's a very vulnerable demographic. And so as Christians, we want to defend the defenseless, be a voice for the voiceless and uh, make sure we are defending life. And so that's just something that happened in Alabama recently, something to be aware of. Not great numbers. Not It's not a massive rally. Very happy about that. But something that 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 is there and something we should keep an eye on and make sure we love others as we share the truth gracefully, making sure to love both women and the unborn as well. And so that's what we try to do. On the other side, of the break we'll keep this conversation going uh don't touch the dial don't change the station this is wxjc radio priority talk good news christian values i'm your host nate williams we will be right back priority talk one point usa is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of alabama don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property one point usa's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises from video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems one point usa has got you covered call one point usa today at 205-701-0191 That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. 
One Point USA, be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Are you listening or just joined us? Guess what? It's time to call Greg at 205-941-1011. I'm Pat Sullivan, head football coach at Sanford University. You're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. In the ocean, I'm ankle deep. I feel the waves crashing on my feet. It's like I know Hey, hey, welcome back to Priority Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nate Williams. Greg Davis is out for tonight, so I'm in the studio with Stuart. And, uh, yeah, uh, make sure to check out our podcast, Priority Talk. Uh, It's on Apple, Spotify, and other places. Make sure to check out our social media as well, at Priority Talk, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Make sure you stay connected, stay up to date, all those good things. And so continuing our conversation from... Uh, before the break, the left of this country in recent times, uh, last five, ten years, give or take, has moved further and further to the left. So it used to be on the topic of abortion, the left and the right kind of had this uneasy kind of sort of compromise a little bit like it was put by the Hyde Amendment. That's that's what it was. It was the Hyde Amendment where um, oftentimes the left would say, sure, abortion, it's not great. We don't want it. But but what about if the life of the mother is at risk? What about in cases of incest and uh, other not not obviously not great things? Uh, what about in those situations? Like, shouldn't there be an option? And the left had this understanding that abortion was not good for society, but there were extreme circumstances uh, circumstances that you know they thought might might warrant it. And it was this little bit of a compromise between the left and the right. Well, what happened with the left was uh, it, there was a radical element that said not only are abortions just maybe for the rare, you know, situations. No, abortion is an incredible good. Shout your abortion. Make sure to get one. That's what it means to be a woman. Very pro-abortion. And it was radical. Well, to all those who were in, let's say, the middle of the Democratic Party or Let's say you're even a pro-life Democrat. Where did that leave you? 
Your party left you. You haven't changed. Let's say the Hyde Amendment is what you liked. Uh, Where does that leave you? And then when it came to uh, funding and defunding the police, you know, we can talk about ways of reforming. Uh, reforming systems and I'm all for it I think I think there's something to that that all you know we need to make sure things are better safer healthier this that the other and we can talk reforming stuff but the left went from that to defund the police you know police officers are bad police officers are racist and well what happened then? There were a lot of people in the Democratic Party that were like, this doesn't represent my view anymore. You know, you could go on and on from subject to subject. Uh, but th- those are some uh, those are some things as well. And so uh, Tulsi Gabbard, a major politician, a former Democratic presidential candidate and congresswoman, she is leaving the Democratic Party. She is leaving, and uh, she gives a few reasons for that. This is reported by the Christian Post. Um, Said there's warmongering, there's cowardly wokeness, every issue's racialized, there's anti-white racism. And she alleges that the Democratic Party actively worked to undermine our God-given freedoms, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us even closer to nuclear war. And so for many Democrats, they don't have a home anymore. They don't have a home. And so I think this is an opportunity for those of us more on the conservative side of things to, well, let's not let's not go crazy ourselves. Let's not go and uh, be fringe, go and be radical ourselves. Let's just be common sense. And that's very attractive. If we're common sense, like, hey, you know, we need police. Police are good things. Police, uh, you know, proper training, yes. Proper safety measures, oversight, accountability, yes, yes, yes. But the police themselves, they're they're a force for good. Um, Let's see, what else? Um, Sexualizing our children. That's been a topic recently that, you know, children need to learn certain things, but at appropriate times and appropriate ways. All of a sudden, if we start talking common sense stuff, like how parents should be able to parent their own children, now the conservative side of things sounds very, very attractive. You know, as long as we don't go wild on our end, on the conservative end, we can stand for good values, good societal values. Uh, we want people to be able to speak freely. Why? Well, for various reasons, but also that means we can spread the gospel. So we want free speech, yes, to be able to say things and believe things and whatever. That's important. But also, we want to be able to preach the gospel. And in order to preach the gospel, we need free speech. And so all of a sudden, you stand for free speech as a conservative. Well, man, that sounds attractive in this day and age. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, We need free speech to stand for, uh, be able to promote, excuse me, be able to promote biblical values like natural biblical marriage between one man and one woman. There's, There's a time in a place in this world right now where if you say certain things the wrong way, you'll get fired. 
you could potentially get fined, maybe even go to jail, depending on where you are in the world. And so now as a conservative, if you just stand for certain common sense values, uh, well, all those displaced former Democrats, well, they might find a new home. And so I think I think there's definitely an opportunity there. And obviously you stand for good values. Why do we have certain values? Well, we get some values from excuse me, we get our values from the Bible. And so this will also, if you allow for free speech, if you uh, have the definition of marriage between one man and one woman, if you protect the unborn, well, those are good biblical things. And that will then allow the church to flourish and do what God has put it on earth to do. And that's to spread the gospel. So there's quite an opportunity here to uh, do some good. Now, obviously, uh, you know, you don't want to go too wild too far you know we do need to be careful not to not to be crazy but you know i think this is uh, quite an opportunity for the church um to uh, stand for a good common sense values and that's what we're doing on this radio show good news christian values we stand for the truth we're not ashamed of it we're uh, unapologetic and i think uh, we want to as best we can we want to glorify jesus by all that we say and all that we do and that's important the midterms are coming up y'all midterms are coming up and so please let's watch our rhetoric let's be kind we don't want to compromise but we want to uh, speak the truth in love so let's watch ourselves on social media let's watch ourselves when we get into those you know holiday conversations around the around the dinner table and then you got your college students and your your uncles and your aunts and and you know uh, someone says something and uh, you just feel that tension well we want to as Christians uh, we want to be peacemakers right um, and so there are different ways of doing that but we always remember who we're representing even when tensions rise the political rhetoric gets nasty we want to make sure that we represent jesus and the cross well uh don't go anywhere don't change the station on the other side of this break we will talk about christians and government and how we should behave ourselves and all that good stuff this is priority talk radio don't go anywhere the UAB football season is in full swing and tickets are on sale now to see your Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABsports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABsports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABsports.com. UAB football, win is one. It's time to pick up that phone and call Greg right now at Priority Talk at 205-941-1011. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... And 
Welcome back. We are Priority Talk Radio, WXJC, FM 101.1 and AM 850. I'm so glad to be able to talk with you tonight. Uh, yeah, what is this? This is Tuesday. Yeah, we're on 5 to 7. Uh, I'm your host, Nate Williams. Greg Davis is out traveling in the studio with me. We have Stuart. Stuart does a great job helping out with everything. And so, yeah, here we we are. And so in the first uh, part of this hour, right when we got on at five, talked a little bit about abortion and the pro-abortion rally in Huntsville. In the last section, uh, we talked about Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democratic Party and, uh, you know, some opportunities there for for those of us who hold to common sense values. And then, uh, yeah, so for the second half of the first hour, taking us up till six o'clock, we will be talking about Christians and government. So uh, when you look at the New Testament, the New Testament does not tell us how to build a government. It doesn't tell us how involved to get with government. It doesn't say, uh, do this or do that, because the context of the New Testament, uh, Christians were an extremely small minority. So you had Jesus, who was a Jew, and his uh, merry band of disciples. He had 12 disciples and a few hundred followers and uh, all that. And then you had Paul going around, traveling around the Mediterranean, in Acts, uh, establishing churches, evangelizing, preaching and teaching. And it's not really the New Testament's goal to be a manual to build a government, right? That's not what Paul was trying to do. However, having said that, the New Testament does give us principles for a good government. So a good government will do X, Y, and Z. And so I'm going to talk about some of that for the next half hour. And so, yeah, we get some of our instructions from Romans 13. And so uh, Paul here talks about uh, government. And I'll read the passage for you. It's going to be Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. The words of Paul, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment." So we notice, uh, I'm going to pause for a moment. That was verses one and two. We notice a few things that we want to, as Christians, be respectful to the governing authorities. And I put it this way. You might not always respect a person who is a politician. You might not respect them uh, in their personal life or the policies they uh, want to implement, but you're always to respect the, uh, the position. You're always to respect, uh, you know, the, the position that they hold. And knowing that ultimately every uh, authority is subject to the ultimate authority, God himself. And so, uh, yeah, and so they're put in power by God, either directly or allowed to be in power by God, and we need to recognize that. All right, starting back up in verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, 
but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. And so that's verses three through five. What do we notice here? We notice a couple things that government exists to approve of, to commend good conduct. So if there are good behaviors that benefit society, the government is supposed to commend that, to promote that, to approve of that. Verse four, for he is God's servant for your good. But then there's a flip side as well. Uh, Continuing on verse four, but if you do wrong, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain. Uh, For he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. So government also exists to punish evil. Government is not supposed to allow crime. Government is not to celebrate bad behavior that's destructive to society. And then, so so those are two things the government's supposed to do. And I'll finish with verses six and seven. The words of Paul, for because of this, you also pay taxes for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So uh, paying taxes, you know, we remember the words of Jesus, give to Caesar that which is Caesar's. You know, paying taxes is a moral thing because that then allows government to do what it's supposed to do, which is to promote good behavior, to approve of it, to commend it, then also to uh, punish bad behavior, to stop it, to uh, make sure uh, criminals are put out of, you know, uh, you know, out of society in whatever way is appropriate. And so government exists for that. And so we get some principles for from uh, Romans chapter 13. Now let's look at some uh, other, other passages. Let's see. Uh, first Timothy. Uh, let's see. I'm looking here. Let's hope I can find it. Um. Uh, let's see. First Timothy chapter one, verse eight. Uh, no, that's not that's not the right law. Oh, man, I can't find it. But anyway, th- there is a passage in uh, Romans. Uh, if I can find it, that would be wonderful. In first Timothy. Oh, well, I can't find it. But uh, there is a passage in first Timothy that talks about uh, praying to uh, God that there would be peace in the land, praying for kings, praying for authorities, so that there is peace in the land, so that the gospel can be spread. And so one of the roles of, uh, of a king is to promote behavior that allows for there to be, uh, you know, rest there, for there to be uh 
for there to be the ability for free speech that then allows the gospel to be spread. And so that's that's the role of government. It's to allow, uh, you know, freedom and liberty for these various reasons. And and they're they're broadly speaking, uh, they're they're not doesn't give us the the rule book for every situation. Uh, it doesn't tell us what to do in all of those things. Uh, let's see. I think I found it. Um, there we go. Okay. Yeah. First Timothy chapter two. I, at first I thought it was in chapter one. First Timothy chapter two, uh, the words of Paul again. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to come to the knowledge of the truth. So there you have it. First Timothy chapter two, verses one through four. I apologize. I couldn't find it right away, but that's another principle of government that they're supposed to be able to allow its citizens to live a peaceful and quiet life. Well, in order to do that, you have to uphold the rule of law. There has to be a, a limit on crime, bad behavior, because then, you know, it allows the gospel to spread because uh, people are able to live life. And so for those of you wondering, what's the role of government? The New Testament, like I said, it's not a manual for building a government, but it does give us principles that we hold on to. Romans chapter 13, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And so as Christians, when we're involved in government, and, and we'll talk about this on the other side of the break that's coming up, Christians involved in government are to use these principles and try to implement policies that um, are obedient to why God instituted governments. Governments are created by God. God allows government to exist and calls government a good thing, but the governments need to uphold certain values, allow certain things to happen. And so uh, we definitely need to be aware of that as Christians. And so, yeah, we'll talk about that on the other side and uh, we will head to break. This is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. I'm Nate Williams. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Often marketing agencies make high promises with low delivery. Business owners have been burnt by these types of companies time and time again. Dot Edison Marketing is built on integrity. They retain customers four times the industry average. Move past multiple vendors. Lost time. Lost money. Contact Dot Edison Marketing and find your marketing partner with integrity at its core. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at .edison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, 
You need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. I'm Richard Ross, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Radio. Welcome back. We are Priority Talk Radio, WXJC, Good News, Christian Values. We are glad to have you on this Tuesday night as we're closing out the first hour. Uh, My name is Nate Williams, and uh, Greg Davis, he is uh, out and about on the road traveling. He will be back very soon. And so I'm in the studio with Stuart and uh, yeah, having a great time on this beautiful night. And so uh, the first hour, we've talked about a few things. We talked about abortion and how things have been changing on that. Uh, we talked about uh, the Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democratic Party. And then we've also talked about uh, Christians in government. How can we stand on scripture? with our thoughts on government. And so we walked through Romans 13, and eventually, when I found it, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And so how should Christians respond to this? What, what should we do? So we have uh, some teachings in the New Testament, and then uh, we want to make sure we stand for, for good biblical values. And my answer to this is uh, get into politics. Don't get into it because it'll save you. Politics, political systems, our own very hearts will fail us, right? So we don't put our ultimate hope in the political system, right? That won't save us. Ultimately, we're going to heaven. We're going to spend forever with God for eternity. I'm looking forward to that. That's our hope. Our hope is in the cross, Jesus Christ dying for our sins. However, when it gets cold outside, what do you do? You wear a coat. However, when you are hungry, what do you do? You grab some food. And so there are some earthly realities that if you want to do things on earth, well, guess what? You need to need the government for various reasons. And we're in a position in the West, in America, where the everyday person can get into politics and affects and affect things. And so as long as you don't make it your ultimate hope and your 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 joy, your peace, your rest does not um rely on what happens in the most recent election, well, get into politics, get active, run for office, uh, let your voice be heard, stand for good values, stand for biblical values. And so one thing I often hear, and it drives me crazy, partly because I've said it too, and shame on me, but I hear it a lot. Oh, don't get into politics because politics is dirty. Politicians are dirty. Don't do it. Well, 
guess what, friends? If we're not getting into politics to, to influence and make the policies, guess who is? The world is. Everyone on, on the outside is. And then we can't complain when they implement policies that go against scripture, that go against good common sense values. And so, uh, yeah, let's stop saying that. Let's encourage people uh, to uh, know their stuff. We want to get educated on the right issues in the right ways and then go get politically active. And, you know, it happens with lawyers as well. You'll often hear that. Oh, don't become a lawyer. Lawyers are dirty. Well, okay, some might be. But if no Christians are lawyers, who's going to stand up for all these good causes out there? Who's going to stand up for the unborn? Who's going to stand up for those who have no power? The elders? those uh, who are oppressed and persecuted. That's our job, right? So let's not do that. Let's encourage people to become lawyers, teachers, professors. We need Christians in every level of society. This is what I always say. Why? Not so that we can lord it over people. You don't want political power to beat people over the head. We want to influence policy to protect those who don't have a voice. We want to protect those who need protection. Think about it. You know, that's why we're doing it, because that's just another avenue that we can love people. You can love people by, you know, let's say... Oh, goodness, you're walking across the street and someone's getting beat up. Well, that's not good. You can try to protect that person. That's one way. Another way to love that person is to try to influence policy that will then make streets safer. And so those kind of situations don't happen. There are there are multiple ways of loving one another and good policy by good politicians is one of the most loving things that you can do so that Romans 13 can happen. Good behavior can be promoted. Society building behavior can be commended. And then also bad behavior, criminal behavior, destructive behavior can be stopped as well. And then on top of that, we go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, and then we allow citizens by not harassing them, we can allow them to live nice, peaceful, quiet lives so that the gospel can spread. And so you will find some uh, Christian thought on this that it will disagree with me. And there will be like, Jesus wasn't a politician. Well, that's true. Jesus didn't do this, didn't do that. And I get that. You know, it has its own merit in its own way. But uh, I think also uh, that wasn't Jesus's role there. If we copied everything Jesus did literally, well, we'd only live to 30, 33 years. We would all be carpenters. We'd all be travel for three years. And then we would peace out right after that. And and I don't I don't think we should read the Bible that way, you know. I think Jesus was uh, obviously uh, fully God, fully man, did uh, allowed us to uh, you know, have a relationship with Father, all those wonderful things, but Jesus never said, "Hey, don't become a politician or don't get politically active. Jesus's point was don't put your hope, your salvation, your joy, your peace in political systems. You know, the government can't forgive your sins. The government won't transform your heart. But you know who will? 
the Holy Spirit living inside of us, changing our hearts. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus gave us our ultimate hope. However, we also deal with earthly necessities that we have governments. Governments are good. How should we run them? Well, I think Christians should get involved. So I want to acknowledge the other side. Some people are like, Christians shouldn't get into politics at all. That's all dirty. That means you don't trust God to take care of you. I just... I, I don't see it that way. I think we just thank God that we have the blessings that we do in the West, in America, so that we can vote and we can, you know, get politically active. Why? Because we want to love those who need love. And that's those, the rejected, the outcasts, those of society that no one wants. Those are the ones through political policy we are trying to love and take care of. Why? Well, God wants us to love others, and so we want to be obedient to him. As God has loved us, we are to love others. And so that's my opinion. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. Maybe I got some things wrong. That's, you know, that's let, let me know. I'm always up for a conversation. And so you can interact with us on social media. You can reach out to us at Priority Talk. Love to hear your thoughts. And so, yeah, those are those are some of my opinions. But I could be wrong. What do you think? You know, I'd love to hear it. Well, friends, uh, we are nearing the end of this first hour. Don't go anywhere. We're on from 6 to 7. We're going to be talking about some interesting things in the second hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be talking about, you know, how Christians should celebrate more. Christians should make it a discipline, a practice to praise God for all the good things in our life. I think we could we could do a great job of that. And I think that would glorify God, enjoy his creation, let people know our God is so good to us. That's a great witness to the world. So that's on you know, from six to seven, we'll be talking about some of those things. And then uh, from uh, six, uh, 630 to seven. So the second half of the second hour, we'll be playing a Greg Davis conversation with Tori Peterson. Uh, she won Miss Universe. She has quite the platform. She has a book called Foster about, you know, her story, uh, her adoption story. Don't miss it. So y'all stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we will be talking about a lot of interesting things. And, and remember, if you've missed some of this conversation or you're like, man, this Nate guy, what's he talking about? I don't know. I don't know if I like it. Well, make sure to listen to the Priority Talk podcast if you miss it. Share it with some friends. Follow us on social media. Visit WXJCRadio.com. There's so much you can do to get involved. I encourage you to do that. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to head into break. My friends, it's WXJC Radio, Priority Talk. I'm your host, Nate Williams, and I will see you on the other side of the break. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. 
If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hey, hey, welcome back to Priority Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nate Williams. Welcome to the second hour from six to seven. And so Greg, he's out on the road. And so it's me in the studio with Stuart and we're having a great time. And so in the first hour from five to six, we talked about a lot of good stuff. We talked about, you know, just uh, abortion. Now, when I say good stuff, I'm not saying abortion's good, but good in terms of quality content. So there was a pro-abortion rally in Huntsville. We talked about Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democratic Party and why. And I think she had some important things to say. And then uh, to finish out the hour, we talked about Christians and government. Why should we be involved? Why does it matter? What does it, what does the scripture have to say? What does the Bible have to say about uh, government and what it's supposed to do? And so a lot of good stuff, y'all if you missed it, make sure to check it out. Make sure to check out our website, wxjcradio.com, and the app and uh, social media, all that good stuff. But anyways, enough of that. What are we talking about in our second hour? Well, that is a great question. I'm glad you asked. And I'll put it this way. Christians need to have more fun. We need to have more fun. Now, you might be like, why do you say that? Unfortunately, Christians are often known for our rules and regulations. Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, Thou shalt not. And that's an important part of the faith, and I'm not ashamed of that. You know, rules and laws exist so that you can live your best life as God intended obeying the will of God within those parameters, within those boundaries. You think of fire. Fire in the fireplace is wonderful. Fire all over your home is less wonderful. So boundaries exist for a reason. But sometimes we're known for those boundaries. And I'm like, that's not a good thing because our God, he's a creator. He's an artist. He made us to enjoy him in a relationship, made us to enjoy creation, and uh, we are to love life. And I I get that life isn't always the best. Like, I'm with you. You know, we have bills, illnesses, injuries, sicknesses, uh, politics, gross, all that stuff that's not so fun. But I think that Christians should be known for celebrating Christians need to make it a discipline to celebrate. And now that seems like a bit of a contradiction, doesn't it? A discipline to celebrate. But if you look at it, celebration, having a good time, is all over the Bible. You think about the Sabbath, a day of rest to enjoy God. You think about the many, many feasts in the Old Testament. 
You know, God wanted Israel to rest, to eat some good food, to spend time in community, and enjoy the many blessings that God has given them, um, had given them, the ancient nation of Israel. You think about Paul's letters. Paul, you know, he he had some hard-hitting stuff, some heavy-hitting stuff. You think about 1 Corinthians. But how did he often start his letters? Paul in his letters would start with a thanksgiving. I thank God for you. Uh, God has given us so much, and there'll, there'll be aspects of the gospel in the beginning of those letters, being talking about Jesus. And that's incredible. That is incredible because Paul's foundation of his life and his letters was worship, was celebrating the goodness of God. And so we celebrate because we're thankful and grateful that something good has happened, right? That's why you celebrate. And for the Christian, when you're thankful, you look to the one who has blessed you with all those reasons you have to be thankful. So you celebrate because you're thankful. You're thankful because of God. And so that brings me to a passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and it's a famous passage. You'll, you'll hear it a lot. Uh, for everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. And so uh, you get the gist of what the writer of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is saying, that there's a time for all these things. But as you continue on in uh, chapter 3, let, let me move down to uh, verse 11. He has made, this being God, God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. Yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Verse 13, also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his work. This is God's gift to man. And so there you have it, the author of Ecclesiastes 3 saying, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Enjoy them. Rest. Uh, worship. And so Christians, like I said, you know, I, now when I say party, when I say celebrate, I don't mean get take, uh, you know, take it too far, you know, get carried away as it goes. But sometimes we can either be like busy bees worker ants, work, 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 and there's a time for that. Or we can just, you know, whatever it might be, rules, regulations, all the time, 24-7. Again, there is a time for that. But I think as Christians, when people see our witness and our light to the world, they're like there's something about Christians. They have this joy. They have a good time. They, they look at their community. Look at the way that they live. Um, 
they know how to celebrate. So I'd encourage you, I know in this second hour, a lot of y'all are driving home. Maybe you're driving to sports practice on your way to dinner. I don't know. But celebrate the little things. Learn to celebrate. You know, if you're a student out there, you submitted a paper, you finished a test, celebrate it. You got something done at work. Maybe it was a small thing, a large thing. Celebrate it. Like, did your kid do something awesome? Great. Teach them to celebrate. And all of a sudden, we see God in the little things. You know, sometimes we're like, uh, we, we look to God for the big stuff, right? You know, when there's a, uh, I don't know, doctor's appointment and you're not sure what's going to happen, you pray. Or let's say uh, someone's about to give birth, you pray. Uh, whatever it might be. But when you see God in the little things and you look at all the ways that God has blessed you throughout your life, uh, all of a sudden that heart of gratitude just overflows. You can't help but be like Paul in his letters and be like, man, I'm so thankful to God. I'm so thankful to God for my job, helps me to pay the bills, even though it might be a pain in the neck sometimes. I'm thankful for my spouse, for my kids. I'm thankful for this car that, you know, yeah, it's not always the most reliable thing. I, I've had some lemons in the past, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but man, it helps me get from A to B. And all of a sudden, man, it's not even... What is it? It's October now. It's not even Thanksgiving yet, but you're just living a life of thankfulness because you're always celebrating and you're always seeing God moving. And so, yeah, that's just my encouragement to y'all that if you look all over scripture, people are having a good time. Now, as Ecclesiastes 3 says, you know, don't don't only do that. There are serious moments and there are times when uh, you have to do some unpleasant things. Uh, but make sure you are disciplining yourself to celebrate. You know, you think of the other disciplines, reading your Bible, praying, meditating, Fasting, etc., etc., Sabbath keeping. Maybe you like to journal. I don't know. Lots of disciplines you do. And it is through those disciplines that God helps us to grow and, and mature in the faith. That God uses those to uh, help transform us to be like Jesus. And so um, I think we can do wonders to repair and uh, I guess rebuild the reputation of the church, of Jesus, of Christians, by not taking life, you know, so seriously all the time. That when the world looks at us, they see us stand for our values, so you don't give those up. You know, I'm not saying just uh, let go of everything, compromise on everything, just so that people see you're having fun. No, not saying that. But when they see you uh, just really having something that they don't, and that's a piece about you, you your, your soul is at rest. You truly love your family. You take care of those around you. And in a world that's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and everyone's looking out for themselves, and everyone wants their own thing, 
that makes a huge difference and and people people will notice that and so those are just some of my thoughts and uh, yeah we'll you know on the other side of the break we'll keep talking about uh, some of these things we'll talk about how much should Christians care about the rep- their reputation how much should Christ- should Christians try to be likable? Like, how much does that matter? Is that something we should aim for? That'll be on the other side of the break. And I want to remind you that if you miss what we're talking about, we also have a podcast, Priority Talk. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, and uh, interact with us on social media. Tell us what you think about these things. Do you disagree with me? Well, I think that's great. Let me know and we'll talk about it. But anyways, friends, my name is Nate Williams, Priority Talk Radio. I'll see you on the other side of the break. The UAB football season is in full swing and tickets are on sale now to see your Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABSports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABSports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABSports.com. UAB football, win is one. Welcome back to WXJC Radio Priority Talk. I am your host, Nate Williams. Greg Davis is out traveling. So it's been uh, it's been me tonight, me with Stuart. Stuart's doing a great job of making sure all the things are working smoothly behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, we are on our second hour from six to seven. If you missed the first hour, we talked about some good stuff talked about some of the abortion things going on, pro-abortion rally in Huntsville. We talked about a, a major politician leaving the Democratic Party and, and why. And then uh, we also talked about Christians in government. Like, what should a government do? What does the Bible have to say about what a government should do, particularly the New Testament? So yeah, that was the first hour. And so now we are on the second hour. Y'all don't go anywhere because uh, at 6.30 to 7, uh, we're going going to play for you a conversation between Greg Davis and uh, Tori Hope Peterson. And they talk about her book um, and and her story about adoption. And it's inspirational. It's great. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned in um, for the second half of this second hour from 6.30 to 7. But anyways, let's keep that conversation going. So in the last part, you know, in the last section before the break, we talked about Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and how Christians should be balanced, how Christians should uh, make time to have a good time. And uh, I talked about some of our witness in the world. Should Christians care about the world's opinion of Christians? Should we care about our reputation? And and I have mixed thoughts on this personally. Uh, I think it's yes and no. So one, we don't want to cause offense just to cause offense. Like, man, let's be jerks. Let's be mean. Let's be rude. And then everyone hates us because we're, we're, we're jerks. No, you want to avoid that, right? So be kind, be courteous. 
Um, maybe try not to give people the middle finger in, in fits of road rage. Like, okay, there's that. So you don't want to needlessly cause offense because uh, people will often say that the gospel's offensive enough because we're sinners, right? So just calling people out for sin will make people not like you. So on top of that, don't be rude in your personal life and uh, tick people off that way. And so there's that. Um, but also, like I said, Christians, uh, if you believe the gospel, well, you believe that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're sinners. And in a world of relativism where there's no truth, you create your own morality, talking about sin is not going to make you popular. And so if you stay true to the gospel, people might not like you for certain reasons. And, and, and that for that? You can't worry about it. You got to do what Christians do, and that stand for the truth in love. And so, uh, yeah, I, I've heard some sad stories. So I used to work fast food for, I think it was about five years. I worked at Arby's. I worked at Wendy's. And between that and just when I would talk to people around at different fast food places, one consistent thing that I heard that really broke my heart is they would say that um, the people that would come after church were some of their rudest customers. They are just fresh out of church, worshiping Jesus, and then yelling at fast food workers when they were done. And I'm like, man, that's not good, friends. That's not good. That's not a good witness we're leaving. Like, have some grace for those fast food workers, man. If you've never worked fast food, it can get stressful behind the counter. There, there's a lot going on. And, um, you know, as the name implies, uh, if you're trying to do your job well, you're trying to be fast. And so to, to hear things like that about how Christians were some of the rudest people out there, I think we can do so much better. However, like I said, you don't want to compromise your values. You, you don't. So, for example, we are pro-life. It's been the traditional view of the church for thousands of years. I'm not going to apologize for that. You want to love both women. You want to love mothers. And you want to love the unborn. You want to protect them. They're very vulnerable. I'm not going to apologize that the traditional, natural, biblical view of marriage is one man and one woman for life. You know, I, that's the, if that offends you, then that's a modern development. That's a modern development. I, I'm just holding the position that really has built all of civilization. And that's uh, one man and one woman, and I, you know, don't need to give too many more details other than that. But you know, children are produced; humanity continues. And so, again, if that offends you, um, I, I don't know what to say, really. And uh, let's see, what else will Christians get made fun of? Oh, um, Christians oftentimes want justice. So if you're a criminal. You know, uh, justice is a major theme in the Old Testament. If you commit a crime, there's a punishment for that crime legally on earth. Now, 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 as Christians, we also want to take care of someone's soul, right? So, so we want them forgiven by Jesus, by the blood that was spilled on the cross. We want to preach gospels in jails and prisons. But also, earthly justice matters because we want to protect the vulnerable. We want to protect the innocent, those who are... Uh, 
yeah, I guess that would be the way to put it, those who can easily be taken advantage of by criminals, right? And so we want justice. And now in various movements of defund the police and uh, lax standards on various uh, criminal behaviors and whatever it might be, uh, that's not so popular. And people are like, oh, I thought Christians were loving. You, We are. You can love someone and love justice. They, they go hand in hand. What else will the culture find uh, offensive? Oh, I don't know. Uh, one way to heaven. We believe as Christians there's one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not ashamed of it. We can talk about it. But sometimes people think that Christians are elitists. Like, oh, you think you're right. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I didn't create this. I'm not like, wow, look at this great idea I found out. No, Jesus saved me, and I'm so thankful. And, uh, you know, and so I think of it that way. I'm not like some incredible person that God is just so blessed to have me in his kingdom. Wow, God got so lucky. No, that's not how that works at all. I'm, uh, I do not deserve the grace that God has shown me. And so, yes, um, Christians naturally, by standing on biblical values. So uh, what is the tagline for this show? Good news, Christian values. That's what we're going to tell people. And, and, and part of that will be offensive. People don't like being told that they're wrong. But uh, so, so those things, if that hurts the reputation of the church, well, I, I'm not going to back down from that. However, we do need to be careful when it comes to things like hypocrisy. If we're going to take moral stands on various issues, we need to be careful to do one of two things. Either to uphold those standards in our personal life, or, and this is the other option, when we fail, and we will, we will fail a lot, just admit it. Be transparent. Don't come across as holier than thou. Don't say, oh, man, because I do this, I'm better than you. I'm more human. I'm more valuable. No, just the way you carry yourself. Stand for values, but don't act like you're better than anyone else. We all put on our pants the same way, at least I think. You know, I think we all do. Uh, there are only so many ways you can do that. But anyways, and so it's just something to, to keep in mind that uh, Christians, you don't want to cause offense just to do it. You know, we don't want to shock people and, and um, be vulgar and disgusting or whatever it is that turns people off. So be kind, be patient, listen, uh, don't be aggressive, don't, don't throw Bibles at people. Uh, you know, but also there are parts to Christianity that are naturally going to make people upset. Naturally, people aren't going to like. And so when it comes to how much should we care about our reputation in the culture, we should care a little bit, but we should not be obsessed over it. Some people become consumed by making Christianity look good. And people will pour, I'm not saying this is a good or bad thing, but just people will do this. People will pour so much money into marketing Christianity. You want to, you know, market the church, make it flashy, make it fun, make it, you know, uh, don't don't talk about hell, don't talk about sin, just just show the good parts. Uh, that part's not good. I don't advise that. You know, there there's a lot of money put into uh, making Jesus fashionable, and uh, I just I don't think there's a lot 
to lot there to go off of because uh, you quickly get to the other part of the gospel, which is, hey, we're all sinners. And then that whole charade falls apart. Um, and, and the gospel message is actually preached. And then it's not all like bouncy castles and uh, slip and slides. And it's like, oh, hey. Um, so so marketing Christianity only, it's parts that our uh, people will like. I think that's a waste of time. But as for the other things, like, sure, you know, use high, you know, good technology. Uh, use uh, professional grade social media accounts like okay that part's fine but just don't make it everything when it comes to Christianity and the church's reputation we will make our greatest gains in the culture when we get into the hospitals and the jails and the prisons and the streets and the homeless and the rehab facilities and the AA meetings uh, or, or similar organizations that, you know, for that whole goal of rehabilitation, whatever, whatever it might be, we need to go where other people don't want to go. And we need to love all the people in society that have been rejected and those who are unlovable because God has loved us. That's where we need to go. So we should focus most of our resources in that direction versus marketing Christianity to make it look flashy. Anyways, those are some of my thoughts, and I'm interested to learn your thoughts. Uh, tell me what you think. Uh, check out our social media accounts, Priority Talk, and all that. Love to hear your thoughts. Anyways, friends, on the other side of this break, you will hear Greg Davis's conversation with Tori Hope Peterson, and uh, her book is called Foster. It's about adoption and her story. It's incredible. Y'all don't want to miss it. Check it out. And uh, yeah, keep listening in. Uh, we will see you on the other side of this break.